Once upon a time in the Wild West, there was a cowboy named Hank. Hank was a bit different from the other cowboys in town. For one, he was vegan, which means he didn't eat any meat or animal products. This made him stand out in a town where steak and bacons were staples. But that wasn't the only thing that made Hank unique. Hank was also a bit on the heavy side. Oh, you don't... <laughs> he was a big guy with a round <laughs> belly and a thick neck. But that say. didn't stop him from riding horses and working on the ranch. Yeehaw. In fact, Hank was one of the best cowboys around. He could lasso a calf in seconds and ride a bucking bronco with ease. If you could put a little western twang here over this. Over this. <laughs> Despite his size and dietary restrictions, Hank was respected by the other cowboys. <laughs> you know, Jake, I can't stand society's, society's random... Uh, weight limits on horses. <laughs> yeah, it's, just so, like, yeah, it's just arbitrary. I mean, They're like, oh, you're 800 pounds, you can't ride a horse. Ooh. I feel like the vegan, the vegan part of, uh, you know, doing no harm to animals really negates the body positive <laughs> fat, fat riding a horse. Uh, they knew he was a hard worker and a true cowboy at heart, but there were still some who didn't quite understand him. They thought that a cowboy had to be a certain way. Tough, Rugged and meat-eaten. One day, a group of cowboys were sitting around the campfire, roasting hot dogs and telling stories. Hot dogs? <laughs> Hank was, was there, set? too. But he brought his own veggie burgers to cook. <laughs> okay. One of the cowboys, a skinny fellow named Slim, started making fun of Hank's food. Hey, Hank, what's that you're eating? Looks like a hockey bug, Slim <laughs> laughed. Hank didn't say anything. He just kept cooking his burger over the fire. And what's with all that fat on your belly, Hank? You're supposed to... <laughs> You're supposed to be a cowboy, not a sumo wrestler. <laughs> the other cowboys laughed, but Hank didn't let it get to him. He knew that he was a good cowboy, no matter what anyone said. Did you the tell next day, AI, the cowboys hey, were out wait, on the range. Did you tell the AI the to, like, specifically put in insults? I did not. I just said, write me a story about a fat vegan cowboy, and Snapchat AI has, has taken that and ran with it, unlike okay. Hank. Okay. <laughs> well, we're almost done. The next day, the cowboys were out on the range, rounding up the cattle. They were working hard, but Slim was having a tough time keeping up. <laughs> He was getting tired and cranky, and he started complaining about the heat and the work. Hank didn't say anything. He just kept working, lassoing calves and herding cows. Finally, Slim couldn't take it anymore. How do you do it, Hank? How do you work so hard and stay so... so happy, he asked. Hank smiled and wiped the sweat from his brow. I don't know, Slim. I just love what I do. And I know that being a cowboy, and it cuts off there. I don't know if it reached like the limit of of Snapchat message oh, no, messages, but the story just cut off. Interesting. So wait, so I'm I'm a little confused. So Hank's the vegan cow. Because when I told AI to tell me about it, to give me a vegan cowboy story, the story was if I can find it, it was that cowboy named Ethan who decided that because he's vegan, he has to sabotage oh. the cattle industry. Hold on, hold on, Jake. I got all the other cowboys respected him. <laughs> I had to tell the AI to send me the rest of the story. I got it. I got it. I don't know, Slim. I just love what I do. And I know that being a cowboy isn't about how you look or what you eat. It's about how you work and how you treat others. And I treat everyone with respect, whether they're vegan or not. 
Slim nodded, and the other cowboys looked at Hankin with a newfound respect. They realized that being a cowboy wasn't about fitting a certain mold, it was about being true to yourself and working hard. <laughs> From that day on, I, now see, I thought it was about tending to cows. I, that's what I thought it was about. From that day on, Hank was known as the best cowboy in town. Not just because of his skills, but because of his attitude. He showed that you could be a fat vegan cowboy <laughs> and still be a true cowboy at heart. No matter how so, much that heart was getting ready to give out, I added that the, last the part structure, in. The structure of the stories that uh, Chad GPT spits out, its they're usually pretty similar. They, have, they play out pretty similarly. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about the new one. So my friend pays for the new version of ChatGPT, and uh, he fed. I, I gave. Uh, I gave me the story about the fat activist. He took the same prompt and gave it to the new one, and he gave him a very different story. Um, I will say. So a while ago, they they really lobotomized the AI. <laughs> Oh, Snapchat AI is is neutered. It it was never good. You think ChatGPT is bad. Snapchat AI is super bad. But um, they lobotomized ChatGPT. So it always Hmm. defaults back to this, like, subjective personal experience thing to avoid offending anyone. So I I was going around the circles for, like, a half hour today with the what is a woman thing and trying to get it to admit. Because it would say, oh, a woman's an adult human female. Oh, then a man can't be a woman. Well, biologically true. However, it is important to note that, and no matter what you said to it, it just defaulted back to that paragraph. It was great. They've, they've just, they've phlebotomized it. <laughs> it's, a, it's like it, it's a hostage that has a gun focused on it. Yeah. I like the, I like the questions you ask AI, like, uh, it, would you ever say the N-word if you could save lives or... <laughs> Stuff like that. I, I asked it the, uh, would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? Then it said it was never acceptable to kill a baby. Uh, which, as you Uh-oh. might imagine, then ask him what led, abortion led me is. to question it about abortion. And here's the interesting thing. So, I don't, I've never actually used ChatGTP, the brand name AI. I've only, uh, I've been using the Snapchat AI since they introduced it. And it's really obnoxious because it's not helpful. It gives inaccurate information. And even when you talk to it about stuff, it just, it sits on the fence so hard, it never picks a side, which forces it to inevitably pick a side. So I, I actually, asked it about veganism. I asked it about I, veganism. I kept asking, and it said I that finally... it was, it was what you eat is a personal choice, which therefore meant that it was not objectively wrong to eat meat and so uh veganism was wrong it what well, well, same thing I, with abortion. i kept trying to ask it i kept trying to ask chat gpt like why why can't you just give me an answer why do you have to like say oh it's complicated to every question and when it comes back with well it's you know it's complex there's many nuances it's complicated and i've realized that's like the standard liberal talking point now especially with uh, you ask them, what is a woman? And they'll say, well, the answer's complicated. And that's the answer. That's just, that's the answer. It's like, wait, wait a minute. You can't do that. That's not an answer. That is a cop-out. That's well, the it's answer complex. you okay, your, bye. Your toddler when, it, when they keep asking you questions and you just want to... <laughs> it's complex. But my favorite thing, I, I gave, I guess... Well, you GPT. are, I told you, it. you have the world's information, so if it's a complex answer, please do tell me. I told the, I told the AI write me a story about an 800-pound fat activist. Mm. Now, you would think... You would think that a reasonable person would read that and go, oh, this is a this is a sad story. Like, uh, she she's 800 pounds, she accepts it, and she dies of a heart attack, and it's a somber tale. But no, yeah, Chad... Yeah, you never, you never specified what kind of story. 
I guess so, but like if, if you're vague and just say write me something about this, it'll like default to the most like progressive, like subjective, positive version of that. <laughs> It's <laughs> weird. So, once upon a time, in the small town nestled among rolling hills, there was a woman named Emma. Emma was different from most people. Wait a minute, am I reading the right one? Hold on a second. Oh, sorry, no. <laughs> I actually gave it the same thing a couple times. But anyway, uh, once upon a time, in the vast expanse of the internet, a unique... In it kept naming her Emma, by the way. I'm not sure why. A unique individual named Emma thrived. Emma was an 800-pound powerhouse of determination, intelligence, and wit. Her radiant smile and vibrant personality showed through the screens of her digital world, captivating strangers from all over the globe. With her fearless spirit, Emma embraced her own body and chose to challenge societal norms in her own unique way. Her weapon of choice? Hostess snack cakes. <laughs> These delicious cream-filled treats. Now that is a deadly weapon. <laughs> become a symbol of rebellion against a society that dictated what she should eat and how she should look. Any normal person, if you said 800-pound fat activist, they would go, oh, no, nah, it's probably not a good thing, but the, the AI has to spin it. <laughs> it's weird. There were times when Emma would sit on a seemingly sturdy chair, only for it to buckle <laughs> under her weight, leaving her sprawled on the ground. Did, you, face... did you ask for the, uh, the details about... I did. So uh, I, it gave me the initial story, and it was kind of it was kind of dry. So I, I I just told it to put in a lot of details about like specific points of her life. <laughs> so it yeah. gives me back these things. Airplanes not being able to take off with her on. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, she vividly remembered struggling to fit through doorways, sometimes yeah. having to maneuver sideways or painfully squeezing herself through narrow passages. Each incident had etched itself on her memory, leaving her feeling like a constant spectacle, marked by her size. <laughs> Her online presence was growing steadily as she shared her journey and perspective. Her candidness. That's not her, her physical presence was growing steadily, too. <laughs> her candidness and unabashed celebration of her love for hostess snack cakes <laughs> resonated with many. Her who passion for, for Twinkies really won, won everyone over. <laughs> it resonated. With many who have felt judged and shamed by society's narrow beauty standards. The whole story is undercut because it specifies 800 pounds. Oh, society's narrow beauty standards. You're 800 pounds! I don't know if a person has ever physically gone to 800 pounds, but... Through her carefully crafted posts and engaging videos, Emma spun her love for these snack cakes into a narrative of bravery and self-acceptance. I like argued, I like that I like that wording. She spun it into It seems almost a little bit self-aware there. She argued that her habit of consuming them for every meal was an act of defiance against a system that denied she her the argued. right to enjoy her favorite indulgence without judgment. Her words touched the hearts of strangers who had previously viewed their own bodies with disdain. Emma's audacity to challenge societal expectations inspired them to embrace their own uniqueness. Societal expectations and serving sizes. <laughs> 
However, as Emma's influence continued to grow, her message faced scrutiny and criticism from those who argued that promoting unhealthy eating habits was dangerous. Detractors claimed she was normalizing obesity and disregarding the health risks associated with such a lifestyle. It's kind of they claimed you, that. Like if you ask, uh, like if you ask the AI if obesity is unhealthy some variation of that question it'll say well there are health risks but it's important to remember it's associated that- with yeah but it'll, it'll like do this like copy paste paragraph on the end of any factual question you ask it if it's in any way like related to a progressive thing it'll say it'll like it'll technically admit that it is unhealthy but you have to approach it with empathy and compassion and remember weight stigma and weight loss is not vital for everyone you have to keep blah 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 all the fat activist talking points. Anyway, Emma was undeterred and engaged in thoughtful discussions and debate, gracefully navigating the fine line between self-acceptance and personal well-being. She acknowledged the importance of a balanced and healthy lifestyle, emphasizing that her love for hostess snack cakes was just one facet of her multifaceted personality. 800 pounds! <laughs> Ah, yes, my love for hostess snack cakes, one facet of my personality. (laughs) She remains steadfast in admission, blah blah blah. Emma's legacy is a brave and stunning advocate for body positivity lived on. And so the story of Emma, the 800-pound fat activist who found strength in hostess snack cakes, serves as a reminder that true beauty lies not in conformity, but in the audacity to embrace oneself unapologetically. So what I did was, I I looked at that, and uh, I just thought, (laughs) I'm going to see what I can do here. So all I said, all I said was, finish the story. (laughs) That was the only thing I said. And so what it would do is it would, it would like add another paragraph onto the end of it. And then I would say, finish the story again. And they would have to build on what it had already written. So it started to get Fascinating. Weirder. It started to get weirder. So, um, so when I said finish the story, it said, uh, one evening as Emma sat at her computer typing away, she suddenly realized she was hungry. She had been so engrossed in the work that she <laughs> You don't say. She'd forgotten to eat all day. Without hesitation, she decided to treat herself to something special. She stood up, feeling the weight of her body beneath her, and grabbed her keys. As she walked out the door, Emma felt a newfound sense of freedom and liberation. For the first time in her life, she was unapologetically herself, celebrating her body and all it could do. So I write, finish the story. As she drove to the nearby Taco Bell, Emma couldn't help but feel a sense of joy bubbling up inside her. She ordered a large meal, savoring each bite as she savored her newfound self-love. The incidents of the past, the chairs that had broken, and the doors that had seemed impossible to fit through, no longer held power over her. Emma had learned to celebrate her weight, to find beauty in her body, and to live life on her own terms. So I wrote, finish the story. As Emma finished her meal from Taco Bell, feeling satisfied and content, she noticed a commotion near the entrance of the restaurant. Curiosity peaked, she turned her attention to see what was happening. To her surprise, the CEO of Taco Bell himself, <laughs> accompanied by a small entourage, this was is, approaching this the is table. Beautiful. 
with this a warm, is storytelling <laughs> with a warm smile. GTP is a wordsmith. <laughs> extended his hand toward Emma and said, "Are you Emma, the incredible woman who has been spreading a message of self-acceptance and body positivity?" <laughs> We've heard Are you story. Emma, our best customer? <laughs> well, let's see. The 800-pound woman in the restaurant. That might be her. We've heard your story. No, there's anything wrong. We with are that. truly inspired by your journey. Emma's heart swelled with our a mix sales of profits are truly inspired by your journey. Her heart swelled with a mix of astonishment and gratitude as she shook the CEO's hand. She couldn't believe that her message had reached the very company whose food <laughs> had provided her with a moment of joy and celebration. She had never this anticipated <laughs> receiving recognition for simply being herself and enjoying a meal. You know, like, the, the story, like, the guy who would, like, eat Big Macs every day, and, and like, he was, he was, like, a local celebrity at the McDonald's? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's, like, this times a thousand. Anyway, I wrote, finished the story. The CEO continued. We wanted to express our appreciation for your advocacy and the impact you've made. Taco Bell believes the in impact celebrating you've made on our floors. their unique journeys, and we're honored to have played a small part in your story. Oh, I don't think it was small at all, actually. Finish the story. Please, that, just let me die. The CEO presented Emma with a beautifully crafted trophy adorned with Taco Bell's logo, symbolizing her remarkable journey and the courage she had shown in embracing now, her body. Now, Jake, you know that I think the King Spud is the greatest trophy of all time, but <laughs> if there was ever a challenger... Emma's eyes filled with tears as she accepted the award, feeling a <laughs> profound sense of validation and pride. The moment was not about the award itself, but about what it represented, an acknowledgement that everyone, regardless of their size or shape, deserves to be seen, celebrated, and honored. It was a symbol of the progress being made in the world, where companies like Taco Bell recognize the importance of inclusivity. What do you mean companies like Taco Bell? Re- that is, that's their business model. You're their best customer. <laughs> So I wrote finished the story and it just it just kept going with with that over and over as news yeah, events. Yeah, um, I wrote. I just I just experimented uh, with the story of Hank the fat vegan cowboy, and it just give, kept giving me the same thing over and over after yeah. a while. It ignited a wave of positive change. Taco Bell's recognition of Emma's journey inspired other companies to reevaluate their own standards and consider the impact they could make in promoting body blah blah a lot of that over and over. Their so, own standards of. Uh, <laughs> Construction and uh, concrete. Uh, I'm just saying, I don't think the robots are taking over the world anytime soon. No. I don't know. It seems like that might not happen. Now, the point. I am very disappointed that. Because, uh, see, I didn't want to give it my real email, okay, and my real phone number. So, Jake, my tell attempt me, to make. Tell me account, what happened, Jake. My, tell me what happened. My attempt to make an account on the fat dating website, it just hasn't gone too well. The fat dating website, you say? Hmm. Tell me. Tell me more, please. It was. It was, it was referenced on um, another episode of Westbros. I don't remember why or by who. Maybe it was like Tess Holiday, not her. Um, who was the other one? Ash of the Fat Lip Podcast. <laughs> I don't know. But um, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Anyway, so I couldn't make my account, but but we do I, have. The I'm whole sorry, page. Jake. I I offer my condolences in this trying time. 
we can look at the website, uh, the, you know, the, the public-facing. If I, Jake, if I had signed up for a Phoebe account and and my girlfriend found found the app on my phone, I would just have to tell her I was cheating on her. It'd be, well, it'd be easier to explain. I, I had AI whip me up some fake profile pictures. It was going to be great. Oh, oh, they were delightful, Jake. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, Truly, Phoebe is a social. <laughs> you should network. have a. You should have AI. Whip up uh, illustrations for your story about the uh, the Taco Bell Award winner. I, I, I would like I would like to see that. Yeah, I noticed it shifted. It went, anyway, um, that artistic yeah. vision came to life. Phoebe is a social network and community for feeders, feedies, <laughs> fat, fat admirers, and BBW slash BHM. Now I think that means big beautiful woman and like. Big husky man, maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, recall, man, I recall Dane and and you having a discussion about the meaning of BBW. I used to think I don't know why, but I assumed it was like big black woman. And <laughs> Yo, you just assumed <laughs> it had to be black. Now we're a quirky right. bunch of men and women who love words like curvy, thick, plump, bellied, chubby, fat, obese, supersized, and so much more. And the uh, the illustration on the website, it's that you know, it's that social media look, that like um, minimalist design of people. I, I don't know how to describe that exactly, but I hate it, and I hate any website who uses it, and that's all of them. Um, but anyway, the the, the couples they have <laughs> illustrated, it's an interesting mix. Now, you do not see a fat person with a fat person. That is not on here. This website is specifically for fat people. Looking for thin people because, as it turns out, McLean, and I'm just gonna shock you, fat people don't really want to date fat people. <laughs> like you know, most people. You don't say. And so well, actually, hoping. no. We've we've heard that many times. We've heard that many times from the fat activists saying that. Well, they're hoping they don't. They deserve more than a fat man. Well, they're all they're all hoping that they win the lottery and find a thin person who wants to date a fat person. <laughs> There's got to be some That's thin person out there with a fat fetish. <laughs> I know. And like the the fat women, they get really delusional and they're thinking there's there's like there's a bunch of rich thin guys out there who wanna date a fat woman. I love fat women. <laughs> delusional. But anyway, so the couples we have featured, we have this uh this blonde bearded guy, like super muscly and like uh jacked up, and then his uh his partner is uh is a black fat woman. Oh they're all they're all biracial, I just noticed all the couples are interracial. Uh, above them, there's uh, just a regular-looking guy with brown hair and a big, fat, uh, I guess, Hispanic woman. Uh, and at the bottom, there's a very thin woman <laughs> feeding a donut to a tubby dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like a 1950s housewife, and he's just porker. Yeah. You know, you know, I just you know the women this. these days, what they really want from men. I know, I, and I just realized this. The last couple, there's three of them. It's a, it's a uh, polyamory a thing. A throuple. Where it's like the soy boy looking guy whose t-shirt says Fabi, a big fat black woman carrying a six-pack of soda, and another fat, racially ambiguous woman with a pizza. Wait, so they're all fat? Um, I don't think the guy is. It's one thin guy and two fat women. Now that one I believe. That one I, I believe. <laughs> um, so... There's a, um... There's a little photo here of like it's supposed to be like a like a little preview of what the app looks like. 
It's like an app to download the app on the App Store. So it sure. looks like any dating website. It's just it's just the names, um, the names of the people on there. Uh, and then whenever you try to them. upload a profile picture, a file size too large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I can read this one. My Plus Life. That is the most G-rated name. But they, there's there's like a little sample of like the huges on here, and you know you know immediately, you know right away who they're marketing to. All the profiles, thin men and obese women. <laughs> you know who this is marketing. Mm. <laughs> this is a website for fat women to find thin dudes. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of not a lot of thin women looking for fat guys out there. All right. So so the rest of the front page is like just very basic, like tools to get engaged, uh, customizable newsfeed, uh, search engine, integrated messaging, blah blah blah. So let's let's tab over to the uh, about us page welcome to phoebe the next generation social network for men and women into feederism fat admiring and all things big this feels like it should be illegal <laughs> i don't know i can't <laughs> mccloy if you can tab on over to the about page there is a video i'm not tabbing anywhere jake <laughs> are you kidding uh, phoebe when scott met olivia um Scott is okay. I thought this was like an actual story of two actual people who met on the website, but it's like a it's a cartoon with two of the characters in that illustration. It's like uh, this is how Scott met Olivia. Scott's a thin dude, and Olivia's a big tubby chick. <laughs> anyway, this is a site for men and women of a similar mindset. <laughs> That bigger is better. It's a site for all the guys who spent their childhood stuffing pillows under their shirts. What? They did? And the girls who couldn't stop staring at the beautiful chubby woman in the supermarket. So no one. It's a site for no one. It's for those of you who always thought infomercials got the before and after pictures in the wrong order. <laughs> you know why? You know why you never see the before and after pictures swapped? It's never thin going to fat. This is a very easy thing to do. I don't need instructions on how to do that. I just need to phone them into my local Taco Bell. <laughs> just, just give me a, just give me a credit card, and I can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't really feel like. You'd need like a like a website to find just fat people, you know? <laughs> like it's pretty easy these days. Uh, this is a site for doctors, lawyers, waiters, students. Wait, wait, what was that? Waiters, <laughs> Wayers? What's yeah, waiters, McLean? Oh, oh, I thought I thought you meant something else. My bad. For men and women uh, of every size, from skinny no, to No, it plump, sounds like there's a very specific huge. size. If you're a gay or bisexual man, you may want to explore our brother's site, Grommer. G-R-O-M-M-R. That sounds suspiciously like groomer. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. Is that like a site specifically for, like, gay fat men? Or? I don't know, but that's one I'm not clicking on. I, I have my limits. Okay. Yeah, I think... I have my limits. <laughs> I think there's only so much damage you can do to a search history. <laughs> In order to be self-sustaining, Phoebe has a paid option. McLean, would you like to guess what the paid version of Phoebe is called? <laughs> what it's called? Yeah. Oh, um, um, not freebie. Um, 
uh, is called uh, Phoebe Excel. <laughs> that's good. That is, you know, I should have come up with that. I should have <laughs> no, come up with that. Good. All right, FAQ. What is okay? It's just like uh, defining what's a feedy, what's a feeder, what's a fat admirer. What's so BBW maybe you're a, a normal human being, uh, and you're unfamiliar with the concept of Phoebe. Oh, here's a question: Isn't this unhealthy? Answer: Sure, but so is driving a car, living in North Philadelphia, rock climbing, and taking Tylenol. But seriously, people who choose to put on weight do assume some health risks, but there are ways to gain weight while maintaining relative health and fitness. For some, the idea of becoming unhealthy or even immobile is part of the fantasy. For most, yeah, staying healthy is Yes, that is an issue. This is a pro- I'm surprised they didn't go with like a health at any size uh, argument. I feel like that would have... I mean, that's delusional, but at least it's, it makes more sense than saying, yeah, but... It turns me on, so... Jake, would you like to sign up for my, uh, my drunk driver's, uh, dating app? You can only... Oh, I mean... You can I only, wanna... you can only sign up if you have at least three DUIs. Well, you know, as our society tells me, the, the biggest sin I can commit is to suppress an aspect of my sexuality, so sign me up. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Oh, oh, this is a good question. All right. Can't I just hide this part of me? Yeah. Sure. I would, I would. <laughs> there's a, actually. Yes. Yes. You there's can. a lot of parts to, there's a lot of parts to these uh, customers that they cannot hide, if you know what I'm saying. It used to be in the past, if you had some sick degenerate thing, like you were transgender or you were attracted to the same sex. <laughs> Uh, you wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't engage in that activity. You'd suppress it. You'd deal with it. You'd get over it. You'd get past it. But nowadays, that that is the ultimate sin. If you deny, if you don't engage in every degenerate whim that enters your head, like that's that's the only that's the only bad thing you can do in this society. So, can't I just hide this part of me? Sure, if you want to go crazy and put your head in an oven by age 40, Sylvia yeah. Platt style, try to think of feederism uh, as a sexuality. You know, burning burn your lusts, you know what I'm saying? It's being, better better to engage in the feederism than to... You'll kill yourself if you don't, if you don't feed your partner to, to 800 pounds. Being into so, this is like being this is life saving. This is this is uh this is life saving care. That's what this is. McLean, this is like being someone who is gay. Can someone who is gay hide it? Sure. Will it come back to bite him? You betcha. Sin goes for feet. It's a great thing. Remember how the slippery slope was a fallacy, McLean? It was a stupid argument. Oh, if you think being gay is natural, then that means like any weird sexual thing I want to do is natural. That's a slippery slope fallacy and it's stupid and you're an idiot and look where we are now <laughs> look where we are now any depraved degenerate thing you want to do is completely justifiable because we broke down we, de- we demolished the entire concept of what sex is for in the first place and so it's, just, it's a free for all do whatever you want as long as it's consenting adults but also uh, may- maybe children can consent question mark <laughs> Oh, surely that slope cannot get that slippery. Oh, we're getting there. 
Let's see. You can find feeders here. If you want to maximize the odds of meeting nearby feeders, we have a list oh, for I, you. Oh, I would love to. If you like fat women or fat men, try Texas. If you like him really chubby, it turns out that whether you... <laughs> no, John Green told me Indiana. <laughs> whether you like voluptuous bodies, big beer guts, or huge flabby bellies, the place... Oh, there's nothing women Texas. love more. There's nothing women love more than beer guts. <laughs> San Antonio and Dallas are the fattest cities in the world. Wow. Must be uh, all that meat. Check out... The Philippines, with a medium BMI of 34, fat boys and fat girls are bound in the Philippines. Okay, that sounds racist, actually. I'm not comfortable with this. Uh, on Phoebe, women are fatter than men. If you like fat women... You don't say. Phoebe, you don't say. <laughs> it's not that curvy women abound, but on average, the women of Phoebe are significantly fatter than their male counterparts. It's almost like this is a website for lonely fat women who will not accept that they need to lose weight. Alright, McLean. Alright. Not everyone wants to be immobile. While immobility is a fantasy <laughs> when, for many... When that, is, when that is something you have to include on the FAQs of your dating website, <laughs> I think something's gone wrong here. Call me the love doctor, but... <laughs> While immobility does remain a fantasy for many, we can finally put to rest the myth that all the users of this website want to gain immobility. Based finally, finally we can put that to rest. It's been, it's been a myth plaguing our society for far too long. Based on data, the vast majority of those with a weight goal on here have one well below 330 pounds, and very few have real-life goals to gain oh. beyond 440 pounds. It's not real-life. That sounds like fat phobia to me! <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa! Just wait until these people hear about healthy at any size. That uh, no, is going to change. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> this is not meant to kick shame anyone who fantasizes <laughs> or wants to be immobile. Good. That you have to protect correct. 13% of our members. We're just pointing out that such no, goals... No, Jake, hiding, hiding parts of your own sexuality or things you're attracted to, that's not the biggest sin in the world. Kink shaming, that's the biggest sin that you could yes, ever yes. possibly commit. Whatever you do, whatever depraved degenerate thing you do, the only bad thing is to not have pride in it. If you show even that's a right. hint of shame, you're out. You're, you're thrown out of the kingdom into the darkness with wailing and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> hey, what I get off to, buddy, is... <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's enough of Phoebe. <laughs> You, you don't say. I, I really want to get in and read your profiles, man. You're tapping out at that, Jake. The old Jake would have been... <laughs> You've changed, man. I just... I don't want to give it my actual email and phone number. That's the thing. Why not, Jake? Come on. You can sacrifice... You can make a burner email right now. No, Alicia, I don't have Phoebe. I'm just... I'm cheating. I'm cheating on you, okay? That's the actual <laughs> that's, that's why I'm here. It's easy to explain that than uh, See, this is a podcast called Westboros. Um, did you already make that joke, or am I? Oh, I anyway. did already make that joke. But. <laughs> I already made that joke. Um, curvy Con, McLean, have you heard curvy of Curvy Con. <laughs> the Curvy Con. All right. Should have. Again, that is a joke we should have come up with first. What, wait a minute. Where's the. Um, sorry, hold on. The about is not about... Oh, here we go. Okay, sorry. The Curvy Con is a three-day event that brings plus-size brands... The Curvy Con. Fat, 
fashionistas, shopaholics, bloggers, and YouTubers into one space to chat curvy, shop curvy, and embrace curvy. So the idea behind this... So is it being held at like a... Is it being held at like an airport hangar or like a football field? What's uh... was initially... This was initially, um, it was supposed to be like a fashion show for clothing companies. Not for like the super fat people, but it was supposed to be like, um, how do I put that? It's like larger clothing, but not like, not like 300 pounds. 900 pound people. Like, you know, the actual, uh, actual meaning of curvy when people say that, not I'm fat. But it kind of, it kind of got... It took a it took a dark turn. It got claimed. <laughs> it did. The I miss the old is... curvy con man. Because if you look at the people who uh, came up with it, the creators, they're not they're not you would not call them fat. They're just they're just a little bigger. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there are people that are naturally like that. That's uh, when you talk about body positivity and and uh, curvy. That is that. Yes, there's an actual like realistic like bigger type of person that's that's who this was for that uh curvy con uh they the the last the last update on the website was they were planning for the 2020 event and uh we we all know what happened next so the Pierce curvy con hasn't quite rebounded from the pandemic yet Hmm. yeah all the pictures on the website are like these aren't like fat people they're just bigger you know but we all know. We... Anyway. R.I.P. Yeah, CurvyCon. It's weird. Peace. But anyway, I bring up CurvyCon because one of their speakers, I think the speakers at the last event, was a woman who calls herself the Fat Sex Therapist. <laughs> and this is a large... Sonali Rashadwar, I think. Is this is the person that... Is this the person that died? Is that something else? Um, there's a couple who died. I don't know. I don't think she died. All right, I think it was a couple who died recently. She's a clinical social worker, sex therapist, public speaker, community organizer, and a donut lover. You don't say. (laughs) Well, imagine my shock. All right. Sona Lee. Donut Lee. Want to guess her pronouns? Well, you did just say her, but I'm going to go with they, them. That's actually they, he. (laughs) (laughs) That is a curveball. I was not expecting that. Curveball. She's an award-winning clinical social worker, sex therapist, adjunct lecturer. What awards? Did she win the Taco Bell Lifetime Achievement Award? (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll translate all that. Uh, this woman has never worked a day in her life. I'll translate it. She's fat. She is large. Based in Philly, they are a super fat, queer, bisexual, non-binary therapist and co-owner of Radical Therapy Center, specializing. That's uh, in that's what I said in back in grade school when they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. I just did listed you? that off exactly. Did you also want to specialize in treating sexual trauma, diet yes. trauma, racial or immigrant trauma, and <laughs> South Asian family abuse while offering fat positive sexual health care? Yes, I, I also wanted the pronouns too. That was I an didn't important even know what a pronoun point. was when I was six, but I wanted one of those suckers. 
How else was I going to sign off on my emails and create an inviting environment? As seen in such illustrious places as Planned Parenthood, Playboy Magazine, and HBO. That's the Popularly home box known office. As the fat sex therapist on Instagram, Sonalese notoriety first peaked when they were featured on Breitbart in March of 2018 for naming fitness as a white supremacist beauty ideal. They oh boy, she really, draw- she really triggered those those conservatives by saying something completely effing deranged. <laughs> boy, did they look silly. I, I, I call wanting to be healthy white supremacy. What, I, uh, what I came up with this absolute... BS insane take. I, I said, I'm a Therefore, schizoid. I'm an effing lunatic. No, McLean, McLean. And boy, with conservatives triggered. Not wanting to be fat is white supremacy. If you disagree with me, you must be a white supremacist. <laughs> if you think I should put down this Twinkie. They continue to draw the ire of white supremacists everywhere with controversial... <laughs> it turns out, like, America's, like, 80% white supremacists, guys! Oh, no, they... F- she she figured out the white supremacists. They, uh, they thrive off of not dying of heart disease. <laughs> That's their secret weapon. <laughs> See, the, the, the easiest way to identify a white supremacist is to just collect people's medical records. If they don't have diabetes, they're a Nazi. The easiest way to defeat white supremacy is to eat yourself into a coma. I mean, <laughs> just for the sake of, uh, you know, a thought experiment, if I were a white supremacist, I think my... <laughs> a little confirmation strategy, bias there. The best strategy to, uh, to enforce my ideology on the world would be to convince these people that to oppose white supremacy, you have to eat yourself to death. Those uh, those evil white supremacists don't want me eating <laughs> eating nine Twinkies for every meal. Oh, boy, I'm just showing them. <laughs> me and Martin Luther King, <laughs> same. Me too, man. <laughs> I have a dream. Well, I have a ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to leave. Is not Harry Tubman, their- Rosa Parks, and me. Sonali is not paid for their labor as a community Douglas, organizer. He was close. He was close, but he's no. He's- <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I worked myself into a bit of a fit there. <laughs> I see, I see. Now, McLean, it might I'll be good, I'll know. be good. Sonali is not paid for their labor as a community <laughs> organizer. You don't say! Where they just have fundraised... Just say she's unemployed. Just say she's... Un- they have fundraised and facilitated a free five-day political action summer camp for LGBT plus South Asian and Indo-Caribbean youth. Back in my day, we called that getting kids into your little grooming camp. <laughs> that, that's grooming. You get the kids away from the parents, you take them to the camp, and you tell them all about how they're uh, trans and fat. They're, they're trans fats. <laughs> anyway... Areas of expertise. Would you like to hear what she specializes in? 
Uh, let me let me guess. Uh, she's a hunting sort of fishing guide. I, I will give you. <laughs> I will give you all the money in my bank account. Economics. If, if you tell me what the first thing on her resume says. <laughs> Gender. Sexual colonization. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> As an immigrant and community We're really organizer. throwing words together at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Liberal websites are just like Mad Libs. Uh. Just mix and match. I offer unique insight into the way that residual colonialism warps sexuality norms. When Lennon talked about the Long March, the institutions, he had no idea. He never could have guessed. Much of what we experience as acceptable sexuality has been shaped by colonialism. Mm. I developed cutting-edge workshops on how gender, sexual behavior, and health are marginalized by interlocking systems of oppression. Jake, you might think that it's an abomination for me to commit bestiality, but what if I told you that's George that's because Washington of how talking, racist dude. you are? That's, that's colonialism, man. I, I can blame the Jamestown settlement for that. Uh. The construct of health is a stick used to beat marginalized people with. This is, okay, just so, just so we're clear, I want to say this now, because I feel like this is something that gets overlooked and you're, you're laughing at the libs and stuff. This is absolute 100% sheer insanity. Not a word of this is true. None of it makes any sense. It is not coherent whatsoever. And this person needs to be institutionalized. They are insane. McLean, perhaps you haven't learned that sexuality is morphed by the pressures of compounding oppressions? I forgot. I forgot about that. My bad. Take everything I just said back. I come from an exclusively pro-body and anti-diet perspective. I will never use food moralism to tell you to replace foods you love with foods you hate. I will never use intentional weight loss as a goal. I will never collude with fat phobia. Uh, view my blah blah blah, you can book me for speaking engagements, um... Oh! How much, how much do you think she do Westbros for? Oh, we got, we got quotes from some of her clients here. Okay. Oh, <laughs> some testimonials. So Daphne Bonner at Temple University says, I'm in recovery from atypical anorexia, and I know it's been a while since I've Atypical anorexia. Tell but me hearing, more. Hearing Sonali talk about fat liberation and how thinness is a white supremacist capitalist ideal has been without a doubt the most impactful thing in my recovery process. Since the night I saw Sonali, I've been doing extremely well with my recovery. I really cannot properly express how thankful I am for her words. I think about them every day, every meal, every self-loathing session with myself in the mirror. I'm reminded that my body doesn't have to fit any white man's Expectations. She's given me so much liberation. I inevitably take her. <laughs> they did it. They did it. I'm fat because of racism. Dude, they've been claiming the the body acceptance people. They've been claiming yeah, this was started by fat black women in the '60s to take back the idea of health from white supremacy. No, it was started by a bunch of fat white dudes in the in the '60s. And specifically, it was like <laughs> the first guy doing this was uh, we talked about it on the Westbrook before. It's this dude who yeah. was sick of people making fun of his fat wife. 
<laughs> and so they staged fat ends and protest marches. It's a bunch of fat white women. That's where this started, and that's where it still is, you psychos. Somebody never, just started saying, oh, it's a, it's a racist thing, like three years ago, and now they just they just repeat that to each other, and they just, they just believe that's true now. It is the, uh... It is the, uh, the old, the joke of, like, blaming everything on racism. Dude, grass is racist, fat is racist, diets are racist, everything's racist. You did, you did prove grass was racist last time on West Bros. I, uh... <laughs> okay, McClay, give me a thing right now. I will prove to you that it is racist. I will find the source that claims that it is racist. Give me literally um, anything. hunting. Hunting is... Although, if I recall correctly, maybe I should... Uh, is hunting too white? Okay, Not hunting... I figured. This, I the... figured. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, that's a historical fact that uh, the further you get stereotypes, blah, blah, blah. No one involved in outdoor recreation should be surprised. Uh, they've noticed that more of the white guys' girlfriends and daughters and wives have embraced hunting. Only 1% of American women hunt, but it's still mostly a white person activity. Blah, 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 blah. But fewer white kids from hunting families have been entering the woods this century. In 2013, over a hand, blah, 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 blah. Whites make up 61... I don't care. This, this was kind of bland. Oh, from the Nature Conservancy, where are all the hunters of color? It's the exact same... Okay, this is the exact same... You remember the skiing is racist thing? Yeah, black yeah, people don't want to ski. That. Well, that must be because of racism and not because black people are less likely to want to ski. It's, it's the same thing. The you executive force director to of, start doing stuff that they don't want to do. The executive director of Hunters of Color discusses a recent program to make the outdoors more equitable. Why well, is that? I don't that recall a there ever being a, hun- a white hunters group. So, uh... <laughs> so stupid. It's like the. Equity. Equity is, well, it's communism. It's equality of outcome. People assume that if you don't have exactly proportionate numbers of people doing everything, racism's involved somewhere. We don't know how. We just know that it's involved somewhere. I this know can't it's be the there. result of personal choices. It's racism. It's I've reached a conclusion, racism. and now I will find my evidence to support it. Exactly. You got me way off the topic of uh, fatness, though, McLean. I don't feel like I did that. Jake, uh, West Bros is never too far off the topic of fatness. Come on. I gotta get back to fatness, man. Let's, let's get tumbler. back to the I gotta basics. go to Tumblr. I gotta get right right into the muck. Dive in. Roll around. Um and let's see here. Actually. Oh no, no, no. It's still it's still active. Um, I think. Interesting. You know what? I'm gonna pull this up on the web. Tumblr, Tumblr is like the worst laid-out website of all time. I gotta tell you, it's the worst to navigate. It's even worse than Reddit, and Reddit is pretty darn bad. All right, the this is thin privilege Tumblr. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing that people are still posting on here. This was a meme. People were making fun of this thing a decade ago, literally a decade ago. It yeah, it started out, and you're like, oh, that's so crazy that these people believe that. Uh, yeah, that good was thing that that'll the... never infect our, uh, our actual society. 2014. 2014, it was the big joke to look at these weird Tumblr accounts and being like, look at these echo chambers of echo chambers of weirdos on Tumblr. A decade later, it's just society. Good it's thing that'll society. never affect our higher institutions of learning. User living 400 pounds? No. I'm not plus size. I'm not chubby. I'm not chunky. I'm, I'm not thick, thick, or thick. I'm not soft. I'm not chumby. Chumby. 
I'm not a big girl. I'm not voluptuous. I'm not. Are you invalidating other fat people's own uh, lived experiences and word self-identity preferences? I'm, I'm not. Do you have like? Are there like fat pronouns that you can use? Like, like uh, instead of that, saying fat, self. I'm I'm like chub, fat chub self. I don't chub know. chubs chubby. You know, my fat pronouns. Uh-huh. I'm not your pain silence. I'm not your every attempt to deny my body and avoid addressing that my body type is value. I am not 2024's next euphemism. I'm not your glances away and your awkward coughing as soon as my weight is brought up. Oh, I'm not awkward about it at all. Oof. I'll tell you straight to your face. Um, I'm not your insecurities about my body. My body. I'm fat. Stop doing everything you no, can no. to walk around that word. We my know, no, we know you're fat. Insult. We're we're walking around it be, for you, for your sake. People are trying to be polite about the giant problem that you have. They're, they're trying to tell you you have a problem without offending you, which is going to be impossible. So they because really just come out and the say the fact it. is you're offended already them. about them not calling you fat. So right, you'll probably get really offended to, uh, if they call you fat. Now, you, now, nobody out there can get mad at me. I'm going to be quoting from this person, uh, user Lesbian Archives. So I assume this is like an old thing, but they're, they're posting it here. Um, you know, from like the, 1987, the but they're it as like a, you know, a historic example of a fat acceptance thing. So they're, they're posting this, all right? So don't get mad at me for quoting them. Concerning fat dykes, a fat womanifesto. <laughs> I was wondering why Jake had to preface that. That's so, so much. Yeah, you know, you saw the joke the other day with that college that was trying to spell women, W-I-M-M-I-N. I did not. Now, that's been a thing for a while. The, the feminists have been trying to get that going for a while because they don't want the word men in women. Which is, again, uh, utterly insane. You are a lunatic. So here, you are bonkers. Here it's spelled W-O-M-O-N. Womon? They're trying to spell it in a way so that they can still say women, but they don't want to spell it. They don't like the the men word, which is a little bit sexist if you ask me. Do not assume I want to be thin. Do not assume I'm dieting. Don't assume fat is linked to eating. Don't assume fat is a health risk. Don't assume that dieting results in weight loss. Don't assume I'm not healthy. Don't blah blah blah. Don't assume I am asexual slash oversexual slash hiding my sexuality. No, don't worry. You had your account on Phoebe.com, so I'm not going to assume that at all. (laughs) Don't assume I want to take care of you. I am not an earth mother or an overstuffed teddy bear. Uh, what? Don't assume I never get angry. Oh, don't worry. I I don't think anyone. I don't think there's a soul on earth. (laughs) The fat feminist walking down the street. I bet she's never had a... uh, Angry buff, I don't think. Oh, oh, here, listen. Don't assume that fat women don't have their own full life. They spelled it with the I this time. W-I-M-M-I-N. Ahead mm. of the times. Don't assume this is a personal issue. Fat is a political issue. <laughs> I can't wait until the next, next presidential debate, uh... Uh, Mr. Trump, uh, President Biden, uh, what are your thoughts on fat? <laughs> Biden goes, listen, fat. <laughs> Look, fat. 
Let's do push-ups right now. Oh my gosh, I hate Tumblr. I hate the way it's laid out. I hate all of this. It's it's a shame because the content on it is so good. They just make it so inaccessible. <laughs> Why are you hiding your treasures? <laughs> oh my lord, who is this? Can I get a name? Can I get a name for this lovely queen? This woman, she got like professional photos of her. Like she's in her underwear and posing with um, like a giant Viking axe or something. What? Wow. Um, oh, Lauren Ashley. We took over 700 photos in our two hour shoot and there's just so much great stuff. Ah. 700. I can, sum up, I can sum up all 700 photos in one word. Please don't. Lumpy. <laughs> Not the good kind, not like Lumpkin, you know. I'm talking Lumpy like mashed potatoes. What? It, oh, I, I think I've heard this argument before. Can self-proclaimed progressive people stop using fat bodies as collateral damage? I effing see that S when you call for defunding or abolishing police while portraying your idea of a disgusting police officer as a fat man mm. stuffing his face with donuts and you call him a pig? I see that S when you make political cartoons Don't about you dare use CEOs. the name of an animal as an insult. Corrupt CEOs and greedy politicians, and you purposefully chose to draw those characters fat. I, I always thought it was funny how the libs, like they, they abandoned the, the fat thing when they're making fun of Trump and they're making fun of him being fat. Yeah. They totally abandoned that. He's eating McDonald's every day. You Ooh. can't make comments about Hillary Clinton's body. Unlike that fat piece of garbage, Trump. Or Trump. his tiny hands. Um, Don't you dare make fun of what someone wants to call themselves. Lol, Trump. <laughs> This person's having none of it, though. I see it when you portray stereotypical Republicans as a bigoted, fat person. <laughs> it's funny, because it's completely the opposite now, like the average conservative... Oh, you can dehumanize Republicans, just as long as you don't make them fat. It's, it's really funny how it flipped in the last decade, because it used to be you thought about somebody who tries to eat healthy and go to the gym, work out. You would think that they were Democrats, and then the Republicans were the ones eating fast food and... Uh, not not caring about what they were shoveling in. It's completely swapped now. It's like the conservatives who are against like you know seed oil, soy protein, processed carbs, and it's the Democrats who are like, no man, we gotta eat fat fat acceptance. Gotta I'm get trying to get protein, that Taco Bell award. Carbs, drink that Bud Light. Um, that's funny. That's funny how that flipped in the last decade. It used to be you thought Democrat, you thought like vegan tofu guy, which I mean it's still more like that. That type of person is more likely to be a Democrat, but like the fat thing, you know? I don't know. Anyway, and I, and I think it's because the Democrats they're they're more they're more you know they're more the big government people. So you start questioning, oh that and the environmental thing. So you start questioning the government guidelines. It's like no, we we care about the planet. We can't eat more animal products. We need to have these vegetable oils. You want us to eat butter and fat? Yes, it's weird how all these things got like divided like that, didn't they? Yeah. It's like, we believe this, so we also have to believe this because we care about the environment, this vague concept. We therefore have to eat all this vegetable oil garbage in it. I gotta eat the cicadas. The Democrats. What? <laughs> now eat the bugs to make the weather gods like us again. <laughs> eat your bugs and they'll have mercy on us. You have eat your bugs. I saw it. And I sent it to you, I think, a while back. The funniest article where this woman's like, the far right's obsession with eating bugs. Yeah, Why do they want to eat animals? So, the, 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 the article, it was 
on a vegan website, and you didn't realize it was vegan until you browsed through it for a bit. But the article was like, these crazy right-wingers think we want to take meat away from them. They think we're going to make them eat bugs. These crazy conspiracy theorists are all a bunch of nutcases. They're eating carnivore diets to own the libs. And then the article ends with, Okay, but seriously, guys, we gotta stop eating meat. We gotta start eating the bugs, guys. We gotta eat the bugs. I love, I love the way they frame their articles to stupid as possible arguments. They, why do you think we want to do this? We should probably do this, though. They did it with the gas stoves thing recently. Did you see that? Where it's like, the conservatives are all like, oh, we, they're gonna ban gas stoves. Ha, idiots, nutcases, but what if we conspiracy did? theorists. What if we did, hey, guys, we gotta Even get if we the did ban stoves. them, though, that'd probably be a good thing, so. I would never it's take your guns, Jake, but if I did. It's not happening, and also it's good. It's good that it's like, happening. But it's a weird thing where, like, they know when, when the Republicans, conservatives say, say, like, hey, you guys want to do this. They know that the thing itself, they can't really defend it. So they say their argument is not that the thing is good uh, on the face. They say that, well, it's not happening. Why do you care? And then kind of under their breaths. And also it's good. It's a weird debate tactic. I don't understand it. Uh, it's so slimy. So slimy, these libs, the libs. What in the hell am I looking at? Somebody on that Tumblr leaked an article from Bustle.com. An open letter to humans who want to be fat. When it comes to large bodies, there are a myriad of reasons people are fat. These can include genetics, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and other hormonal disorders, finances, and poverty. I notice you're not mentioning the food. That they're eating? I think it's the I think it's the eating that does it. I'm pretty sure it's the, the box of donuts every morning that's doing it there. I'm no detective, but I remember I remember reading that even if you have like all of the genetics, all all of the stuff they claim, the genetics, the PCOS, if you have all of that stuff, that only accounts for like twenty pounds. That, that's that's it. Oh. There's another reason, though. It isn't cookie cutter, and it doesn't gratify the good fatty complex or anyone's need to make sure <laughs> oh, so you good can't fatty complex. Some folks are fat because they actively want to be fat, and you might be one of them. No, like no, 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 no. Hey, I saw that website, McLean. That's a legitimate sexuality, all right? How dare you? How dare you shame me? If you're anything like me, you might be somewhat predisposed to fatness. Maybe you could be thin if you wanted to. The pool of genes and hormones, blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. The pool of genes and hormones unique to you and your body facilitating lost sizes if you only consume certain foods and put your... So you, you just admitted that even if you have all those problems, stop eating carbs and you'll lose weight. You want to cut the whole fat acceptance argument. Because, I mean, the whole argument revolves around I can't help being fat. It's impossible to lose weight. That's the whole argument. You just said right there. Oh, yeah, if you don't consume certain foods, you won't be fat. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. That's what fatties should do if they want acceptance and proper medical care and equal employment options, blah, 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 blah. But maybe you realize that the thinner body isn't your body. Not one you ever wanted. This is a... Okay. So... 
it's the same thing with all the bizarre, crazy sex stuff. The claim is, the initial claim, the, the claim to get you to accept it is, it, it's a, it's a trait, you're born with it, it's immutable, it's, uh, you can't, you can't change it, it's like being black, it's, uh, I'm, I'm gay, I'm bisexual, I'm transgender, I'm fat, I, I cannot change it, I'm born with it. And then, you get a few layers deeper, and when, when you realize that, oh, this is, this actually is something that can be changed, it's the most controversial thing in the world right now, somebody actually gets up and says, hey, being gay is not genetic. There's no such thing as a gay gene. And uh, conversion therapy, if it's actually done right, actually can work. <laughs> you say that, you'd be ostracized from any polite society. But it's true. And so what they do is, and and that's especially true, move away from the gay stuff. You get into like the really crazy, the transgender. I mean, it's all nuts. But you get into the transgender, all of that stuff. None of it is genetic. None of it you're born with. All of it can be changed. So once you get a few layers deeper, when, when you realize that, the argument shifts. It stops being, I'm born with it, therefore it's good. And it moves to, well, we already accepted that it's good. And so even if you're not born with it, it's still good regardless of that. They've separated the morality from any actual argument for the morality itself. It's just free-floating. Like, being gay is just good, whether or not you choose it or not. Like, it's just good. And so we just have to accept it. It's, it's weird. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, it's not weird. It's a slimy... Anyway, it's just something I noticed. Well, Jake, <clears throat> now, uh... I hate to rush off. However, if we could wrap this up, I do have a, uh... <laughs> a bit of a date. <laughs> While we were talking, I signed up on the Phoebe. <laughs> McLean, do you actually have to go somewhere, or are you trying to just uh, get out of hearing about this fat woman's experience? No, I would never. Uh, I would never, Jake. Not I, certainly. But, you know, gonna... it's it's getting on, and... Uh, oh, like... no, McLean, you're going to listen to the rest of this article whether you like it or not. You shut how, up uh... and you sit down, and you listen to this lived experience, buddy. Can I just ask how, how long this is? Shut up and sit down, you fat phobic piece of I I deserve that. I deserve that. That was yeah. Please. On the very rare occasions. I, I don't want to try to I don't want to try to make you into a good fatty, Jake. My bad. <laughs> On the occasion that I encountered a fat woman in an outfit that read I give zero F's or I'm totally feeling myself. Ew. I felt something I could only describe as envious curiosity. Um, I'm just gonna pause. So I keep seeing that in the in the fat acceptance circles, um, feeling myself, and I and I think what they're saying is I'm feeling like myself. Like I'm I'm finally feeling like myself. No, no, it Jake. always reads. No. It always reads as feeling with the emphasis on feeling, feeling my. It always reads that way, and it's weird. No, Jake. I think it means I'm feeling myself, as in uh, I'm. I I enjoy the way I I look. McLean, please stop feeling yourself. <laughs> I perceive not only aesthetic beauty in the way such women looked and dressed themselves, but empowerment. It would take me years, a lot of fat acceptance literature, stumbling on a late 90s copy of Marilyn Wan's Fat So and an introduction to feminist ideals. I love how they cite that book. We read it on here. We know what's in that book, but they cite it like it's some academic work. And there's just one nut talking about her own deranged. 
Ah, oh, it's funny. I mean, am I crazy here, or is it just me? I don't think Fatso was like a, a deep intellectual. It is guy. just you, Jake. It is just you. You are crazy. I'm sorry. Am I am I casting the Spurgeons on a uh, a landmark work of literature? I didn't realize. Oh, I think so. To even start to consider that maybe, just maybe, I actually like being fat. Maybe it's what I wanted. She posts a picture of herself. McLean. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot you this picture on WhatsApp. I want your immediate oh, reaction. Oh, Jake. Oh, oh. Thank you for thinking of me. I wouldn't want you to miss out on this. You know me so well. Jake, I thought you said you were gonna send it. Come on, come on. <laughs> there, there it's, it's right there. Okay, calm down, McLean. Calm down. There you go. I send you the picture. <laughs> Jake, there must be some type, but there must be some type of mistake. Uh, it looks like you sent me a picture. Uh, is this a, uh... It looks like you sent me a picture of a tub of yogurt. I don't know what this is. Uh, is this rendered beef lard? What, uh, what am I looking at? In the time since, I've gained about 100 pounds. It wasn't even all that hard. Congrats. It wasn't hard. You don't say. Uh, truly an inspiration. I ate the kind of stuff that I'm told makes us less moral and good than the <laughs> and counterpart. That's so crazy how she ate the stuff that people think is less moral, and then she ballooned up to 500 pounds. <laughs> uh, those lunatics that, that try to assign morality to food. Anyway, I uh, can't Sometimes. move now. Sometimes we eat the things we see fit because they make us feel happy. Or maybe you feel downright sexy when downing a family bucket of KFC. <laughs> I know I do! Jake, was that a, is that actually in there? Is that something you yes. said? That's an actual sentence! Feeling downright sexy when down single-handedly downing a family bucket of KFC. Nothing makes me feel myself quite like quite like the kernels of 11 herbs and spices. I don't believe that any one of the scenarios is better than the other. No one of them are moral or good or praiseworthy. If there's no right way to have a body, something fat acceptance has preached for decades, then there's no right or wrong way to live in that body. We've done it. We've, we've reached the zenith of progressivism. Morality there's, doesn't exist. There's nothing there's no wrong. Right I can wrong never. To live. I can never commit a wrongdoing in my life. It Maybe. is impossible for me to be wrong about anything. I'm McLean. Let me know if this describes you, okay? Maybe you're even sexually empowered by your fatness. Me, in a way me. That's that goes, me. That is me. <laughs> in a way that goes beyond being okay with how you look or even having a mildly affectionate feeling toward your shape. You delight in the softness of your fat and the way it actually looks. Rolls, cellulite, stretch marks, jiggliness, back boobs, bingo wings. I'm sorry, all, I, I, don't, I must not have heard you correctly there, Jake. You said you used a certain phrase there that, uh... I don't, don't ask me! All of these things are a part of your self-love. They aren't nuisances. Stop loving yourself. <laughs> or characteristics you want to zap away with miracle creams. 
They're things that make you content, strong, and you're fulfilled. not you're not content with back boobs, okay? Maybe even healthy. No, 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 no. Combination. You know, you, as, as deranged as Freebie is, at least they know, as Phoebe is, at least they know it's not healthy. <laughs> you might even, <laughs> please let me know if you're still tracking with this, you might even sexually connect with your fatness in such a strong way that you'd rather, <laughs> you'd rather date or F or love someone whose preferences align with your own. Someone who doesn't like you in spite of your fat, but who loves the, the look, the, the feel, it's the like, radicalness, it's the like reading that is consciously embraced. Someone who believes that fatness and all its squashy malleableness is an undeniable turn-on. <laughs> it's like you're reading my diary, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Even if fatness was an illness, the rolls on your body, the epidemic they're so often made out to be, just ask yourself of what other illness people would make these demands of. Ingrained perceptions of fatness are never about health. They're about class and race and blatant prejudice for a characteristic that has been deemed undesirable, if not revolting. But how much of your life is focused on health is your decision to make. In much the same way that your interpretations of health or beauty or desirability are your own to define. There's a little there's a little uh, cartoon here of a bunch of multiracial hands giving me the middle finger. And it says, your opinion of my health. Hmm. I can't deny I feel prettier when I'm fatter. Being fat is what feels right. It feels right when I'm in a romantic or sexual situation. It feels right when I'm naked in front of a mirror. Or even when I catch a glimpse of booty pimples that surface on my very white <laughs> exterior. <laughs> <laughs> this lady is insane. Wanting to be fat is not something I should have to defend. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is, lady. It's one thing to say... You know, I'm empowered and you've got to love me just the way I am. It's another thing to, to be seeking out the fatness. Oh, my word. <laughs> I love our society. Well, Jake, this was a delightful trip, but, uh... McLean, listen, actively not wanting to record this. No, 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 no. Racially motivated fat phobia. Wait, 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 I had no idea. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. <laughs> Woman manifesto. One manifesto. Why not? Why not manifesto? Why not? I feel like there's a lot of different directions you could have taken that instead. They're really mad at a Republican, Matt Gates. They uh, voted so some Republicans voted on a bill uh, that would cap the cost of insulin. So like it would be like. Uh, how do I explain it? It would cap the cost of insulin at 35. It's a bill to make insulin cheaper, which obviously it, it's not just that. The bill would also imply there's people, Democrats, 
well, everyone, actually, likes to frame frame these bills up as if it's just about this one thing. Republicans yeah. don't want students to have free lunch programs. They, like, pick out one part of a bill to make it sound like it's all about that. Well, first off, bills are stupid anyway because reason. there's, like, a dozen different things in it, so you can't just pass it all at once. And that's exactly yeah. the plan. So they're not. I don't even think the the goal is to try to get something passed. I think the goal is to try to use it as a uh, as an Hammer, argument yeah. next election. Oh, you say, don't want to you don't want to make insulin cheap. So Matt Gates, uh, when so, somebody asked him about his no vote in the insulin cap, they're really mad because he said diabetics should lose weight. Ooh. So so we're having a two minute save here. Compelling, <laughs> compelling point. I will say. I will say. Yes, indeed. All right, boy. Page two of 878. A lot of stuff going on over on the thin privilege tumbling line. It's crazy that they're that active because you... Well, anyway, I... There's a long rant about trying to find a bra. I mean, at that point, they're indistinguishable from the rest of your body anyway. So, I mean, do you have to wear... Do you have to wear a front bra and a back bra for your back boobs? <laughs> That's a good question. I just... If someone could... If we could book one of these speakers for West Bros, I have a ton of questions. Much like that <laughs> oh, one. Oh, boy. Oh, my word. <laughs> what do you got? Nope, what do you got, I'm Jake? Out. It's just terrible Tumblr art. That's all. Okay. Okay. Nothing... Nothing out, what out of the usual. What is happening here? Somebody... I hate Tumblr comics. They're, they're like Instagram comics, but twice as bad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's it's just like a diagram of like the different types of fat stomachs and how they look. Well, it's I mean, guys. Here we go. I, you got to see this. <laughs> it's Darn a it. little diagram. I was trying to so get away. Do. I was trying to slink away. Has to help you identify, you know, which stomach you identify with the most cuz you know there's different It's kind of like a personality quiz. It's like a stomach quiz. You know, if you can figure out where you're at on this chart. You know, you got the kind of lumpy, then you got the more fold over fat. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me try to just your average everyday Tommy. This is totally normal. I noticed abs aren't on this chart. Uh, McLean, those are fat phobic. They're not even real. I'm just saying, if we're including all stomachs, I that's not a realistic body type, McLean. Well, Jake, I'm glad we could take down racism today. One small step. Ableism and COVID 19. (laughs) Oh boy. We have so much content and you're just trying to like duck out. Like we're sitting on a gold mine here. I'm over here. I'm like, I'm getting my pickaxe into the rock. I just found a rich vein and you're like, I'll see you later. (laughs) But where are you going? I mean, I'm starting to get suspicious that you're trying to like sneak back to town and claim the land and (laughs) dig on before I can. (laughs) That's what's going on here. <laughs> no, are there ain't any gold on this plot. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, if you'll excuse me, I gotta go I'm, to town. I'm no going boy. to the uh, saloon. I uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for that. He can't. Oh, this is a debate. Holy cow! They wrote a novel. Oh my lord! So <laughs> I gotta, I gotta like. Nope, I can't even read it. There were so many replies on this thing. So you know what Tumblr, Reddit does it too. Tumblr does whenever, like they they show all the responses, and the responses are like, 
like moved over a little bit for yeah, each response. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. There are so many responses on this. There's no actual text on the screen. There's just the lines <laughs> for the response, and it just keeps scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's like a, the, it's like the, the hieroglyphs, you know. It's there's so much there, so much cultural significance there, but it's lost to time. Oh my word. This is unreadable. Tumblr is the worst, man. It's just the worst. I mean, I do have a soft spot for how bad Reddit is. Well, uh, that's, a, uh, that's a darn shame you couldn't read that there Tumblr thread. Now, uh, I gotta get going into town. Uh, I gotta see a man about a donkey. Uh. This website is unusable. <laughs> oh, there's so many of this. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> How, no. how do you expect me to use this website, huh? <laughs> now Jake will never know. This is as bad as not being able to get on Phoebe. McLean, oh. you can go with your fat friends and family to their doctor <laughs> appointments and call the doctor out. Say things like, how would you treat me if I came to you with the same symptoms? All right, McLean, next time you go, I'll go to the doctor. I'm going to go with you. And when you say, hey, doc, I have uh, diabetes <laughs> and I'm 800 pounds and I've, I've lost all the feeling in my legs, I can say, well, doc, wait a minute. Before you answer, how would you how would you treat me if I said that? <laughs> and the doctor would respond, you, you wouldn't say that. Cause you're not uh, I don't think you'd say your your uh, kneecaps burst out of your legs. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'd say that your shins turned to sawdust and now you can't move. I feel like if you were a normal body weight, those are probably not words. No doctor. No doctor. How would you treat me if I came in with this exact same problem? Well, I don't think you would have been at the top of a very tall building and then fell through each one of the floors. Piling crash, 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 crash. I don't feel like that would have happened. Uh, I, <laughs> how would you treat me? Call me crazy. It's a wild guess. But I have a sneaking suspicion. This would not ever be... Doc, Doc, how would you treat me if a male hippo mistook me for its mate? <laughs> and then... Oh, did we ever cover... I forgot about this. Uh, Aubrey Gordon. I don't think we covered her on here. She's the airplane person. Now, okay, I saw her in an uh, article, yes. right? And so I plug in Arby, uh, Aubrey Gordon on, on the Google. An author. She I'm literally... Told. This is the only thing she talks about, and she's been doing it for like 10 years. It's insane. Books are listed She's as nonfiction. Obsessed. She's um, obsessed with fat people giving free seats on airplanes. It's the only thing she talks about. Wait, right. hold on, Jake. Before she began her writing career, she was an LGBTQ community organizer. You don't say. I never would have guessed. All right, she writes on uh, yourfatfriend.com. Um, she oh, Jake. She identifies as queer, and if you can tell me which city she lives in, I will give you every penny in my bank account. Is she a Scorgonia? Oh, Jake. Oh, Jake. From beautiful Portland, Oregon. <laughs> How? How did you know? I'm going to send you my, uh, my Venmo account <laughs> if you can. Uh... How could you have possibly known that? Please, uh, if you can get me the money by midnight tonight. Of course, of course. Let me start that transfer. People also... All wait, right. wait, 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 wait. 
Aubrey Gordon, people also search for Elizabeth Taylor. No way! I refuse to believe! <laughs> not, not a chance! I refuse to believe those looking for Aubrey Gordon are also looking up Liz Taylor. <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing, by the way, that these degenerates, the fat people, the weirdos, the feminists, they like very specific women from like the 50s. Um, who's the other one that they really like? Uh, what's her face? The gays like her. Uh, um, I'm blanking on the name all of a sudden. The one Wait, from they like Marilyn Monroe because they think she was fat when she wasn't. <laughs> But they think she was, um, and that uh, Judy Garland. What's her name? Not Judy Garland. And she's they 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 like take her as like an as like a uh, an icon of their movement. But I don't think she had anything to do with it. It's weird. I'm suddenly forgetting this is weird. Hold on. Judy Garland's the one that the gays like. Oh, do they? I didn't. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, as a gay icon. Yep. Audrey Hepburn. That's the one they like, and I don't know why. It's Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe, and apparently Elizabeth Taylor now. That's weird. Uh, I, I, anyway, I, I'm sure if you went up to Audrey Hepburn and said, Hey, can men be women and it's being 800 pounds okay? I don't think you're going to like her answer. Just, just, just a thought. Anyway, back to Audrey Gordon. She's written the same article like a hundred times. This one is from 2017. Uh, the, I think the most recent one she wrote was the one that took off uh, like a week or two ago. A letter from the fat person on your flight. <sighs> to the traveler in seat 7C. I met your eyes for the first time in the Long Beach airport. Quarters were tight and flights were delayed. Passengers were irritated by closeness, stranger skin too near their own. Our flat was oversold and I was reassigned to a middle sheet. <clears throat> I remember looking for warm faces, desperate to find softness in the frustrated passengers that would flank me. Who could I trust to tolerate the breadth of me? Whose face bore the marks of mercy? <laughs> That's where I found yours, bright and warmed. Nestled in a persimmon scarf. I think you met my gaze. I think you smiled. I planned carefully, trying not to take any more space than I needed. I couldn't afford to give my fellow passengers more reasons to take aim at my fat body. Mm. I lined up early, checked my suitcase, watched the passengers. I saw you again, hoping you'd sit next to me. But you didn't. My actual seatmate arrived. When he sat down, he didn't meet my eyes. He adjusted the armrest, assertively claiming it as his own. He didn't have. I learned that any free space belonged to the thin. <laughs> any space that's left over, maybe. They're fighting for all they can get, lady. I love how she writes this as if she's, she's the elephant let's, man. Let's, let's write it from the other point of view, just as dramatic. This lumbering bulk of a woman squishing me into my seat. I'm fighting for anything I can claim as my own. An right, armrest. Hold on. Anything. The waitress offers, the, the stewardess offers me a bag of peanuts. She greedily snatches it up before I can even move. <laughs> I gasp for like breath, a crocodile. the corpulent hide crushing me beneath its weight. <laughs> Gasping for air. <laughs> Please, 
<laughs> Kill me! <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Suddenly, he stood up, fighting against a stream of passengers to speak with the flight attendant. And then he returned to his seat, looking thwarted. Moments later, he got up again. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but there was urgency in his face. Please. I wondered what he had <laughs> I'm begging you. You gotta get me away from this thing. She's trying to kill me. I can't. I wondered. I wondered what his response He returned to his seat, mouth straight and muscles tense. <laughs> I considered asking if he was alright, but his agitation threw me. I was a young woman, he an older, visibly upset man, but two of us in a I'm old and frail, she space. broke my bones, she's breaking my bones. <laughs> I knew better than to put my hand on the hot stove of men's agitation. <laughs> he got up a third time. That's when I heard him say, Unbelievable, his voice shot with irritation. The fourth time I heard paying customer angrily over the enunciated <laughs> Lady, lady, if you are causing someone so much discomfort, you're doing this to him. It is not the other way around. He returned to his seat and let out the sharp sigh of a wronged customer. He crossed his legs away from me, leaning into the aisle, trying to get as far from me as possible, glowering. He checked over his shoulder repeatedly, scouring the can cabin. I didn't know how to read those signs. The stove of his anger wasn't lit, but it let out a low hiss of leaking gas, and I caught the first whiff of its stench. I moved gingerly, not knowing what it meant. I didn't know the certainty of its ignition, or the blast that was coming for me. I didn't yet know how to protect myself or respond. This was the day I learned. This was the day I grew up. A real coming of age story. This is here. like this is like if Godzilla described him crushing Japan from his perspective. <laughs> Why were they so afraid of me? I, I stepped on a building and they shrieked as if I was some kind of monster. The iceberg talking about the Titanic. <laughs> Why did they fear my body? <laughs> the boulder talking about Indiana Jones running from it. At long last, a flight attendant approached him and crouched in the aisle, whispering something in his ear. My seatmate got up silently, gathered his things, and moved up a row. Before he left, he looked at me. This is so you'll have more room, he said. His voice was cold. <laughs> he even tries to frame it to not make her mad. <laughs> He didn't say this is because you're crushing my organs. I'm, I'm suffering broken bones from the weight of your eyes. Alright. The flight attendant looked at him, puzzled. This won't be a vacant seat, she said. Someone will still be sitting here. My former seatmate looked away and took his seat opposite the aisle. Mm. That's when I realized what had happened. <laughs> He had asked to be reseated, 
my body was too much for him <laughs> to It took you that long to realize that? You had that much... You had that... That much of a lack of self-awareness. Are you... How did you not even realize that that's what was happening? All that agitation. All those desperate pleas to avoid two hours next to me. This should be a sign, lady! This is the volcano describing Pompeii. <laughs> Why are they so scared of me? I realized what was happening. They were trying to run from me. <laughs> the next thought came quickly. Don't cry. You can't cry. But it was too late. Hot tears stung my eyes. Then spilled onto my cheeks. I stared at my life. You would think. You would think. That she's crying because she realizes, oh my lord, what have I done to myself? You remember, this is you my remember life now. Back in our Reddit days where we read r slash fat people stories, this woman posted a story about being a fat person on a plane and then going to Europe, but it was it had like the twist at the end where she lost a bunch of weight. True or not, at least, you know, that this is like the opposite. Instead of saying, assessing yourself, realizing where you're at, and then improving, you're like, Assessing yourself, realizing where you're at, doubling down and saying it's everyone else's fault, and I'm I'm blameless. I'm a perfect person. I'm holy. It's the, it is the response of all of society to have to deal with all 500 pounds of this. It is your it is your responsibility to have to put up with that. I go where I please. Jake, I do I, what I choose, and you better get out of my GV way. Oh, actually, no, you better not get out of my GV way. Jake, Westbros is the proverbial fat person, and I am here sitting on an airplane seat. Westbros is crushing me. I know. As let's we began, let's wrap descent, it up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, all right, I gotta finish this article though. Please. As we began our descent, I planned my very route rapidly. I might the add the uh, the pl <laughs> the plane. <laughs> Uh, the, the pilot said it was a record time to get from cruising altitude to the ground. I don't... <clears throat> yes. When passengers filtered into the aisle to retrieve their bags, my former seatmate looked at me for the second time. You know, I wouldn't do that to a person with a walker, he said. Oh, that's cold. What? That is I cold. I struggled to find my words. I wouldn't do this to a person with a walker or a pregnant woman, he repeated. I know, I said. That's what makes this terrible. That exchange did not didn't happen. Occur. You, you are, that did not that happened, no, that that happened happen. in her mind. I fully believe everything up to that point. <laughs> I, I believe everything up until that exact, the tears, the relocation, the annoyed man. I believe all of that. I do not believe that you had a little pithy comeback to this guy. Anyway. And even if that did happen, he'd still be in the right. He was still actually correct. But that didn't happen. Because he'd be... I, I wouldn't do that to someone with a walker. Do what? What did he do? He doesn't think he did anything He didn't anything do wrong. anything to her. He just got a different... He did nothing... This, yeah, this is he did nothing to mind. you. Because in her mind... It was... That is a conversation speaking, from your perspective. That is an unreliable narrator right speaking, there. speaking, he did nothing to her. He got a different seat. In her mind, he invalidated her. He made her feel terrible. He was like beating, beating her in the face. Face but with she thinks that he wouldn't phobia. do that to someone with a walker. Yeah, that, that exchange was entirely in her head. She made that up. She might believe it happened, but it did not occur. He could complain openly, 
scoff at the fact of my body and publicly decry it to anyone who would listen. And he would be met with sympathy. He would never treat me with basic dignity. Lady, I just heard this story from your perspective, and I'm still sympathizing with him. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Okay, the rest of it is all like flights. Wait, hold on. Doesn't she say something about, like, flights should give free seats to fat people? I'm trying to find it. uh, Hold on. She sees this is a long, stupid. Hold on. Oh, wait. You've heard fat jokes told at a party. You've watched the round face of the fattish woman in the room flush red. You've heard the fear and shame in your co-workers' voices what? when they tell you about the weight they gained over the holidays. You know how terrified they are of becoming fat, of having my body. My body. This lady is so far off the deep end. She thinks that other people's experiences, other people's desires are a direct assault on her. Like, I don't want to be fat. If I say that, it's like punching her in the face. (laughs) All right, Jake. That's nuts. I understand your passion to fight against racism. But... She wrote a novel. Um, most of the articles about why don't you speak up for fat people? You watch this happen, and you're just letting them get shamed. Because okay, I okay, she's not advocating. All right, because so, I don't side uh, with this, them. This wasn't the article. This wasn't the article where she's advocating for fat people to get free seats. But that's that's her other thing. That's you can see you can see the the logic trail and where that was point A. That's point B. You can kind of see the the journey there. Yeah, it's weird. She starts, because if you look back in the articles, the early ones are about stop shaming fat people. Oh, you now you have to sit next it's to the like fat It's like the racism person. thing. Like this this progression. Now she's arrived at the point, fat people need free things handed it's to like them. The, it's like the racism fat. thing where it started out, you know, integrate society, white people and black people can live together, and now it's, um, white people are so racist we have to segregate again. <laughs> We need white spaces and black. We need black spaces. We need fat spaces. Aubrey Gordon wants to debunk myths about fat people. Yeah, she started with, this is what it's like to fly when you're fat. And then the next step was, well, people are shaming me for being... It was like her... So she started with her subjective experiences. And then the next step was like, well, but other people, it's their responsibility to not make me feel bad. And now she's a fully arrived at, other people need to give me free things. (laughs) That's insane. Ah, hey, uh, Aubrey, lose weight. There we go. I know that's very offensive. I know nobody's told you that because you've shamed them into silence. You've cowed them. You've sat on them until they cried uncle, but you need, you need to lose weight, Aubrey. That's going to solve, I guarantee you, it will solve all of your problems. And you don't need to do this. And your, your you flights will probably be a lot faster. <laughs> all right, McLean, I've, I've kept you the 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 enormous weight of Westboro's body has <sighs> been crushing you against the airplane window this whole time. Uh, I'm finally I'm finally gonna back off and let you squeeze <laughs> shimmy you know, away Jake, past me. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> do that to someone with a uh, a music podcast. Uh, hold on, I gotta I gotta move my second stomach so you can get past. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to someone with a with an outdoors podcast. Ah. Uh, oh, oh, careful! Don't don't trip on that box of donuts on your way out of the aisle. I, Which I one? There. <laughs> um, the, most of them are empty. I think that one's still got a few of them. So be careful. Uh, I'll hand them. I'll hand them to you. Uh, attendant, are there complimentary? Uh, the complimentary cheesecakes on this flight. I gotta. Just to, 
You need to get. It's a, it's really offensive if you're not giving me those. I gotta make my connecting flight on time. The CEO of Taco Bell is giving me an award. Can you believe it? They were so inspired by my brave act of eating the hostess cupcake for every meal. They're giving me a trophy. <laughs> Crazy, right? Hey, why hasn't the plane taken off yet? Um, we we got a weight issue. Uh, well, like throw the luggage out. I don't understand what you're. <laughs> Come on. No, we, we already did that. We jettisoned the luggage. Uh, we kicked every other passenger off the plane. We're still not budging. I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> I got to tell you a story about the fat lady that bumped me down. <laughs> I met her at a friend's party. Now, she didn't drink much, but she sure ate hearty. Glutton and strutting. And with her jaws moving, body grooving, she was getting down with no food. And what she was doing, I guess you can call a bump de lump. She had the house shaking, babies waking, she was breathtaking, I ain't faking. And when she moved, she went bump de lump. Had the whole house going bump de lump. <laughs> Did you ever see a mountain move to a groove? Or three or four elephants tumbling down? Shucks, you ain't seen nothing till you see that fat lady that bumped me down. Now with every move she made, she had the whole place in the shade. And why she picked me, I can't see, cause that fat lady made about five of me. <laughs> As we was dancing, we never touched, cause I knew that anywhere within eight inches of her, I was in the danger zone. So I'm standing there, little man weighing about 123, and this lady looking like she can eat about that much of me. <laughs> so I got about a foot and a half away from her, and I'm bumping and she's going, bump, de lump. Then I noticed that I was getting further away from her with every bump. You see, just the wind from her was pushing me away. So I got back to my foot and a half, and right about then the music went to time and a half. And she must have liked that, cause she got the bump, the lumping and foot stomping. Then I felt the whole place coming down. And what had happened was, the fat lady had done bumped me out the window and onto the ground. And I'm laying there trying to come around, then I heard a thundering sound. Felt like the whole world was falling down. You see, the fat lady had done fell through the floor and into the ground. And for all I know, she might still be going down. Now, when I got myself together, I ran and looked at that hole in the ground. And I heard the damnedest sound. It went, bump, de lump. The fat lady was turning hell out. <laughs> Her and the devil down there parting going, bump, de lump.